Well, hello again, everybody. And it's really good, to, again, to be back on the air. I really miss it, you know, when I'm not talking to you. We've become so much like a family. And I feel all alone if, if I'm not talking <laughs> to you. And, uh, I mean, you really make my day, you guys out there. I want to talk to you a little bit about Psalm 91. Um, and this, again, is one of Eddie Rowlands' writings. And Eddie, for those that have not heard me mention him before, is a retired pastor. He's, he's our pastor. He's been in the same church now for 40 years. Um, when he came back as a missionary from the Congo, he and his wife, had, before coming back, had prayed and sought the Lord. And they were open to sort of suggestions, I suppose. I don't suppose they knew very much about how their future would pan out. And by chance, Eddie met somebody or probably both of them met somebody from Margate, all the way out there in the Congo, or somebody who knew somebody from Margate. And somehow that got connected. And that is where Eddie and Heather built their church, which is the one we belong to now. And it's really blessed of God. So Psalm 91 is, is a psalm of protection, of God's love, and I use it personally for my medicine, especially in this day and age, but also especially when I'm not well, um, because it talks about God as the healer, your, prov your provider. It just covers everything. And Eddie had written on the verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Love comes high on God's agenda because it was love that motivated God's great plan of salvation. John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God, then we have that amazing definitive description of God's nature in John, 1 John 4, 7 and 4, 16, where it says God is love. Another tremendous truth about God's love is that he shares it with us. Romans 5, 5 tells us that the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit and he has given it to us. Can we fully understand that? Paul prayed for God's people in Ephesus that they would understand it. I'm praying for you, he says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. Mm. This means not only God's love to us, but God's love through us. We covered all this in, in an earlier series, but there is something about Psalm 91 that we've not heard about entirely. And we're going to have a look at that today from another angle, I believe. And... Um, Let's have a look and see what the regard of that love is all about. 
but it's a promise of protection and deliverance. Whoever composed this psalm loved God intensely. He is dwelling in God. He is speaking of his own personal experience and recommending it to others. God says to him, because he has set his love on me, I will deliver him. Remember God's command to his people Israel? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Be encouraged to set your love on God and let your praise and gratitude and your service, and I would say your worship, be a testimony of your love for him. And you will experience the same shelter, comfort and deliverance that the person who wrote this psalm did. And you too will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. Amen. Oh, King, it's really good to be back with you again. And I've left you with that lovely psalm. And <laughs> I'm just going to say over to you. <laughs> oh, um, that's interesting. Uh, the, 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 the psalm of Psalm 91 is a psalm that is a very popular one, um, quite well known in the Christian um, circle. And um, because the psalmist takes time here to explain to us that the God is our deliverer. You know, he will rescue us, he will keep us safe, he will protect us. That's the whole uh, um, thing about the book of Psalm chapter 91. And uh, it talks about, I like, this, uh, looking at this scripture, I'm thinking about everything about it is beautiful. Do not be afraid of the terror by the, of the night, nor the arrow, or the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread of the diseases that stalk in. I mean, we are going through coronavirus. Oh, exactly. Going through, my mind. Absolutely. <laughs> going through cor cor coronavirus now, and yeah. he's saying, do not dread the diseases that stalk in the darkness, nor the this this the disaster that strikes in the midday. Thousand, though a thousand fall at your side, ten thousand are, die, are dying around you, this evil will not touch you. This is brilliant news for God's people. It is, isn't it? You no know, matter how many times uh, infirmities, and we've, our heart goes out for those who who are suffering the coronavirus at the moment, even outside the United Kingdom, in China, all those places, and we trust God to a, heal people and to restore, and to restore, and to give wisdom yeah, to, those, to the pharmacists and the doctors to figure out a way mm. around this. But beyond what the doctors could do, Father, we trust you for healing, for those who are already suffering. We command their sickness, those sickness to go in the name of Jesus. But this is good news for those of Amen. us you are listening who believe in Christ right now. That God's promise of protection is for all of us who believe. This disease is not for you. You can stand firm on His word. And you can stand firm knowing that God will protect you. He said, just open your eyes and see how the wicked, God will punish the wicked. But you're not the wicked because you believe in Christ. So if you're listening to this and you believe, enjoy these blessings. But I want to take this a little bit further mm. um, because knowing all this is not necessarily where the power is. The power is actually what we do with this knowledge. Knowing that God is a healer, 
it's not necessarily where the power is. It's the what do I do now, now that I know that God is my healer. For example, I'll tell you, you know, we feel sick sometimes in our body. And when we pray, we pray, and we'll say, God, I want this headache to go. And and I quote a scripture, I could just read this passage of scripture. I say, I know that disease is not part of me. So I pray in the name of Jesus that this sickness goes right now. Amen. Amen. Then what do I do next? That's the question. What should I do after I have prayed and trusted God for healing? What should I do? And this is what I want to probably encourage the people with. Praise. I want to talk to us about the power of praise. Because sometimes when we pray and sometimes the doubt starts coming in, this is what power of praise covers. And I could give us some few points on how the how what uh, the praise praising God does for us. Mm. If that's what you that's if, right. is that's that cool it. with you? That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um again in my own style of doing things, I like I always say Whenever I talk about any subject, I like to define the subject, or else it's... The... Well, they're a teacher, aren't you? I mean, the teachers are so difficult. No, they're not really. That's the good thing about being a teacher, is that you can express it, and, and so it's understood. Yeah, sorry. So bear with me, guys. Um, too, too maybe fussy in some of things. Uh, what is praise? If we say that the praise has power, then first of all, okay, yes, I understand what you mean by power, but what do you mean by praise? In a simple way, praise is express warm approval. This is dictionary. This is not King yes. James. Okay, I'll always like to refer to some authority beyond me. Okay, I don't like to give people just my opinion. Um, praise is expressing warm approval or admiration of something. So when you express warm approval or admiration of something, we say that you're praising that thing. Okay. Okay. Just walk with me here. So number two in that he says, in dictionary says, express one's respect or gratitude towards a deity. So this time it's referring a little bit towards God, towards a deity, especially in songs. Dictionary goes further to say things like, if you praise someone or something, you express approval of their achievement or qualities. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's put this all together. So if I say praise God, what I'm saying to that individual is I'm saying express warm approval and admiration and gratitude and respect for what that person has done. Yes. What's interesting about praise is that actually every human being does this. Not necessarily to God. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but praise is something we all do naturally. For example, you know, Jeff is Jeff is in the studio with us today and Jeff probably is a are you all Jeff in the studio? I know he's he hasn't got a mic. But you, do you support any team? Do you so do any sports at all? Do you watch any sports, Iris? No, I tell you why. I watch him working because he's a workaholic. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and thank God that he's given Jeff the 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 gift of working with his hands, okay. very skilled. Oh. He's a carpenter, come join a 
Mm. You, you want a new kitchen, here's your man. Mm. You know, and, and in other, all sorts of things. Mm. And, and yeah, I, I do, he does all, all our work at home and I look at it and I think that is amazing and I tell him. Okay, and you tell him. You know, what you just did now, I know that wasn't what I was trying to get to, but what you just did now is what I call praise. What you've yeah. just done is that you've praised Jeff. That's right, yes. You've just praised Jeff. Yeah. Uh, if It's like me saying to you, why, if I had asked you, which you said it before I asked you, why do you love Jeff or why do you like Jeff? And you just Tell say, yeah. his good points. Yeah, and you've just told me his good points. He's brilliant with his hands. He yeah. knows how what to do with woods. He's the woodsman, like you told me yeah. the last time we came. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All of those things you said is what we call praise. That's right. Whenever you express warm approval to, of something, uh, to someone, of someone, you have just praised them. So praise is always going on. Many people are praising their sports fan, the, 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 their footballers that they enjoy, the club that they enjoy, yeah. or whatever they enjoy. But this time we're attributing this to God. So what does that mean to praise God? It will mean, according to dictionary, it goes further to say, is at, 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 you know, giving applaud to God, paying tribute to, speaking highly of, um, giving compliments, congratulating God, speaking well of, even went further to put a slang here, when you big up God, that's a Jamaican slang, to big up, <laughs> big up someone, <laughs> it means just to speak big of that person. All right, moving on with, from that, Paul here in the book of Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit. He says, praise the Lord, let all that is within me bless his, his holy name. Praise his holy name. Yeah, yeah praise his holy name. Or bless his holy name. Yeah. It's the same. Those, those two words right. mean the same That's thing, right. yeah. Uh, so, bless his holy name. Let all, everything within me, not some, mm. some of the things I have, but everything. Okay, let's go back to the dictionary again. I said, expressing warm warm approval it has to be a heartfelt approval it can't just be a vague something we say oh well that guy is just a nice guy it becomes flattering yeah thank you but if it's warm approval you genuinely mean what you're saying that is what you call a praise now i'm going to go further because we have i'm going to get to i'm doing this so we can get to the point of saying four points Okay. Of the power of praise. Okay. Now, in the book of Revelation, I just want to encourage us. Praise is already happening. As praising God is already happening as you and I are speaking right now. Yeah. It happened yesterday. It's happening now. It's going to keep happening. Actually, it's happening all the time. Bible says in Revelation chapter 4 verse 12, verse 8, it says, Each of these living creatures, living beings, had six wings, and they, their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day, and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who was, who is, and who is still to come. Mm-hmm. By saying holy, it's just saying, saying holy here means like saying, there is none like you. Yes. You are set apart. You are, there's none like you, none beside you, none as wonderful as you. So imagine 
what is happening in heaven. It says, day after day, night after night. So on a constant basis, praise is happening in heaven. God is receiving some people bowing down with the elders and the angels. They're all saying, there is none like you. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are awesome. You are glorious. You are powerful. It is always happening. Okay. Now, um, before we go into praise again, into the power of praise, we, do, <laughs> we haven't got much time. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> before we go into the power of praise itself, I want to understand what is the purpose of praise? What is the purpose of praise? The reason I say this is that if we don't understand the purpose of something, we lose sight of its power. And I'm going to explain this. Um, you've got a cup in your hand, okay? What is the purpose of this cup? To hold this nice hot coffee. Thank you. So to hold this nice hot coffee. Now, if you take that cup and you give it to a two-year-old. It's going to be hot. No, if, without, yeah, if you take a cup and you give it to a two-year-old, what do you think he will do with it? He will probably play football with it. He will mm -hmm. smash it. Mm -hmm. He will not use it for what it is designed for. I see what you mean, yes. You see yeah. what I'm trying to yeah. say? Be why? Because the child does not know the purpose of the cup. Yeah. So what it means is that the power of the cup is that it, it holds water for you. Its purpose is that you, you use it to drink. But its power is that it can contain a hot coffee. Yes. That's its power. Yeah. So... If a person doesn't know the purpose of something, they don't know the power of it or they lose sight of its power. Yeah. So I just say that to say we need to understand the purpose of praise. Here's two important purposes of praise. Very important. And if you're listening to this, this is a key moment. God said, the, Jesus, um, the Bible says this, that God, uh, in Psalm 8, verse 1 and 2, it says, O Lord our God, O oh Lord, our Lord, sorry, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have thought children and infants to tell of your strength. That's speak of your praise. That's what that means. Um, in the Greek, it means to give you praise. Silencing your enemies and those who oppose you. Mm -hmm. this, this is... Very important. The, the purpose of praise is mentioned in this passage. One, the purpose of praise is to speak of God's mighty strength mm -hmm. and all that he can do and he has done. And the, the second part of that, to silence the enemies of God. So in the purpose, you actually start seeing the power of praise. And I'm going to list it later, but I've just hinted it for us. Now, I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you know anyone. Um, I don't. Sorry, I'm trying not to be politically um, <laughs> annoying. Neither also politically correct. There was a time we UK have left the EU now, so it's done. Yes, yeah. Good. Um, it's done. And, yeah. um, but the point is that before the Brexit day on the 31st of January, there was this debate happening about whether we're going to. Bong the big bell or something like that. Oh, I don't know yes, if you noticed that yes. debate. Yeah, why was that a big debate? It's because that's going to be a celebration, and celebration is like a form of praise. Yeah. Okay. 
Why was that a big debate? Is because anytime you celebrate victory, you actually the, those who lost feel bad. Yes. Do you understand what I yes. mean? So that was why it's a big debate. Yeah. If you're those who are listening, if you're a football fan, um, Liverpool probably will win the league this season, <laughs> this year. Um, uh, and I don't think any, any Everton fan will want to go and watch Liverpool do their foot bus parade and celebrate. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when Liverpool is celebrating, the, all the Everton fans are going to go and hide, will turn off their TV. They don't want to watch it because that's your rival enjoying and celebrating. This is exactly what praise, the purpose of praise is. When God is being magnified, the enemies of God run away. Yes. They don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. And so therefore, what that will mean is that whatever the devil wants to do, one of the things the devil wants to do is to stop up praising God. Yeah. Because he knows he cannot stand his rival, his enemy, being glorified and being magnified. Absolutely, that is the purpose yeah, of praise. True. So that's why I want to yeah. take note of when we not take note of this, then we can understand that's right. the power of praise. Yeah. I can give us so many scriptures. You could look at Matthew twelve, Matthew twenty one. Jesus talked about this when he the, at the do you remember the triumphant entry of Jesus mm-hmm. to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. It says the leaders, the high priests. Um, sorry, let me just read a little bit of it. Most uh, the, uh, f- um, most of the crowds spread their garments on the road ahead of him, that's Jesus, yeah. and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the floor, on the, gr- on the road. Jesus was in, in the center. I love this part. Jesus was in the center of the procession. That's my picture of the church worship when we worship in yes, church. Yes. Jesus should be at the center that's of right. our praise and worship. Right. Nothing more, nothing less. Amen. He should be at the center. And sometimes when you say this, people think it means that every word has to have, you know, the word Jesus. No. It's, I mean, the point here is that he is the reason why we worship. That's right. Okay, so it's not about being, leg- you know, legalistic about, oh, you didn't put Jesus in that, that letter. That's not what I'm saying. He is at the center of the praise. Okay, and, and go, I, I read further. And the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heavens. Verse 10, the entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Again, another picture for me of praise. It should not be too quiet. It should not be people just with their hands in their pocket looking like doom and gloom, like something is wrong and everything. So... I know someone might say, hang on a minute, you're African. Um, you're just saying this from a cultural background. No, I'm just reading the scripture, by the way. Yeah. So you see David do it. When David do it, it's all celebratory and wonderful, wow. big noise. And yeah. It's not about being a nuisance. It's about rejoicing and, That's right. and glorifying. That's right. Praise has to be glorious. It cannot just yeah. be solemn like someone died. Yeah. Okay. To me, praise will be like when a goal is scored in a football match. You see everyone's hands in the air. Yes! Get in! <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't see people scoggle and they're like, oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah, not, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. it. Okay, yeah. moving on. So he says, and the whole Jerusalem, the, the whole place was in an uproar. And as he entered in, now here's the, in, the interesting thing. Verse 15. The, leaders, the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law saw these wonderful miracles 
and heard even the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the son of David. But the leaders were what? Indignant. Yes. That's what I'm saying about the purpose uh-huh. of praise. They were the more yeah. Jesus was being praised, the more angry they were getting. Of course, they went on to say, Do you hear what these children are saying? He said, Yes. He replied, Haven't you heard? He said, Jesus is now telling them, Haven't you heard that he has taught children and infants? Yeah. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, God has ordained praise. Amen. I want to say that to say, I said all that to say God is the one that created praise. The praise originated from God. Mm. He is enjoying it in heaven and he wants to enjoy it from all his creation, including us. That's right. And we are to lead that. I don't have so much time to go further in this point because there's a big point here that in, in, the, Luke, in the book of Luke 19, 35 and 40, watch what Jesus said when they challenged him, the same story. They said, but some of the priests among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for for saying these things like that. Of course, what they said. And then he replied to say, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would bust into cheers. What that is saying is that God has created all creation to worship him. But first of all, he wants the ones in charge to lead that. That's human being. And if we don't do it, the trees will worship him. The the sea will worship him. The stones will burst into praise. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. That's what David was talking about. Now, what is the power of praise? And I'm going to give us four points within the next five minutes. (laughs) Oh, golly, yes. Quick one, the power of praise. Praise, number one, ministers to God. In other words, when I say power, I mean effect, what it does. Okay? Praise ministers to God. It means that he announces his mighty power. Just like I said, the angels are doing it in heaven. Holy, holy, holy. You are holy. You are the one that is to come. The one that was and is and is to come. They are putting him in the past, in the future, and in the both present, future, and the next yeah. future. They are putting him in everything through praise. That's the same thing that when we minister to God in praise, we, uh, when we praise God, we are ministering to him. It's yeah. something he, it's almost like a food for yes. him. Not that he needs it because it's already happening in heaven, yes. but it, it blesses God. I have so many scriptures for that. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 10, 8. First Chronicles 23, 13. I can't read all of that. Yeah. But one or two things that I mentioned that I probably want to hint to us. He says this. In, first, in Deuteronomy 10, he says, At the time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levite to carry the Ark of the Covenant. Who is the tribe of Levite? Who is the representative of the tribe of Levite mm-hmm. now? Do you know? You don't okay, I'll tell you. Most people don't know this. The tribe of Levites is you and I. Oh yes, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about in Jerusalem. Yes, yeah. in Jerusalem yeah. there's a different tribe. But that's now right. and I say in the present time, who is the tribe of Levites? Yeah, and right. I tell you the scripture even hinted it. Yes. Guess why? He says, At the time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levite to Carried the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. What is the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant is where the presence of God was dwelling. That's right. So where is the presence of God today? Mm. 
is in you and me. So we are the ones who are carrying the presence of the Lord. So we are actually the tribe right. of the, because they are the priests. You read in the previous one we did yeah. that we are a nation of kings and priests. So we are the children of Levi. So, but guess what they do? To stand, to stand before the Lord to minister to Him. So our job is to minister to the Lord through praise. Okay, I'm going to move on because of time. Praise number two. Praise activates God's hand. Although when I say God's hand, I need to say praise activates God's power. Yes. Okay. It moves God in our situation. God moves in our situation when we praise Him. There's so many scriptures for this. You see that in um, in, in in Matthew 15. You see that in uh, in when this in Matthew 15 is when the woman who Jesus actually said, "Listen, this is not time for me to bless you. I can't take something that belongs to." the children of Israel and give to dogs. In other words, I'm yes. not sent to you guys. I'm only sent to the Jewish people. But yes. this woman came and worshipped him and Jesus had to do something that he was not ordered to do. Yes. That's one. Of course, you know the story of Paul and Silas mm -hmm. in the in Acts of the Apostles chapter 16, verse 25 and 26, where they praise and worship God and God moves Absolutely. in their situation, turn yeah. the whole situation around. Does it mean that God is not going to move until we praise him? No. I'm saying that praise activates his power in That's our situation. Right. And I, can, I have stories, personal stories for this, but I don't have time to share it. Praise number three, praise silences God's enemies. I've already mentioned that when we praise God, his enemies he keeps his enemies at bay. He, they want to run away. No one wants to hear his enemy being glorified. If you have an arch enemy and all of a sudden they're giving him Nobel Peace Prize, you don't want to turn on the TV and watch that guy that you hate so much. Yeah. It, we see it in politics. If Donald Trump is getting praised, his rivals don't like him and yeah. vice versa. So I'm not necessarily trying to be political here. Um, and... Number four, praise strengthens our faith. And that's the last one. It gives us victory over doubt. When we praise God, it deals with our own doubts mm. over any situation. This happened to me when I praised over a certain situation. I remember praying for Kenny in our church. And, he, and I just went over here. We were setting up. And then he said, oh, his stomach is very hot. And he really literally just went on the ground. He couldn't move. And I went over and I prayed with him and then he had to leave to go home. But after praying, I felt like that was just one enough prayer. Like, you know, I didn't believe, I started having doubt. That Put it yeah. that way. I felt like that's not a genuine prayer. It's, I knew I meant what I said, yeah. but I was doubting what I said at the same time. But in the time of worship, when because this is the beginning of the service, when the time of worship came and I started singing, my whole mind was in Jesus. And we came to the song, Victor's Crown. And we're singing, you know the song, Hallelujah, you have overcome, you have overcome. I was singing that song and the Holy Spirit brought that sickness in my mind. I didn't start binding every demon. I just started <laughs> continuing singing that song, yeah. saying, every high thing must come down. That's part of that song. Yeah. Every stronghold shall be broken because you wear the Victor's Crown. Jesus, you have overcome. Jesus, Jesus, you've overcome. The whole focus I have was yeah. Jesus, that he has won the victory. It, the focus was no longer on me. And that's when, it, right there and there, I knew that my friend was healed. Yeah. 
Immediately we finished that song, I turned. Here he was again, even though he went home, he came back <laughs> healed, completely wow. healed. But that gave me a clear example that most times when we pray, we doubt because we're looking at ourselves. But when we worship, we're looking at the one who has won the victory. That's right. So praise helps and strengthens our faith. So I just want to encourage us as we close because of time uh-huh. that we exist for this reason. Yeah. We exist to praise God. Bible says to us in the book of Revelation that he has created what he pleased. He has made us for his pleasure and we are created. And that's why the psalmist was saying, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit. Yeah. Let all that I am, not some of it, all of it, all, all of it, with warm name. affection, meaning every word, standing Glorify him. Don't be ashamed of people. So I want to encourage you if you are in church, when you go to church, it doesn't matter whether your church is a soft one or a loud one. It's a business between you and God. Make sure that every word you say means a lot to you. Make him the same. Make Jesus, at the, put Jesus at the center of that procession. Worship him and you will see his enemies will not come anywhere close to you. Amen. Amen. I got a little bit to add to that because, yes. you know, I, this kept coming to me. I saw a film many years ago and I've seen it several times. Um, and, and it's a true story. It's when our, our soldiers held a, a, a ridge somewhere, and I can't remember what it's called, in Africa, and all the Zulus uh. were attacking them and everything else. There was only a handful of them, of them left. Mm. And all the Zulus are surrounded. Mm by these Welshmen, surrounding these Welshmen. Mm. And they started to sing, Men of Harlech. Mm. The Zulus started to do, 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 you know, yeah. their own chanting yeah. and cheering and intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. So they sang louder yeah. and this few. And eventually the, the Zulus just went into praising these guys down there. For Turned and all walked walk away. away. Because they Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, there's so many scriptures, guys, for this. Hezekiah was a good one. Yeah. He lifted up his eyes and then praised God. God had all the whole of Israel. Instead of going into battle, they know they can't fight the enemy. That's right. But they trusted God. They That's went right. into praising God yeah. and God fight the battle. Yeah. So be encouraged. Praise has power. Uh, I don't want to separate praise on itself, but I know that when we praise God, we're doing four things, I know. There could be many others, but we're doing four, definitely, I know. One, at one, in one hand, you're ministering to God. Two, at the same time, you are calling him to do what he normally does, which yeah. is to love his children and care for them. Three, you are actually um, driving, the same thing you're doing is driving his enemies away from you yeah. and from him. Of course, they, they can stand God, but they, us as, they're trying to get to God through his children, which is us. So they keep away from you, and for your faith gets strengthened. Amen. Amen. And that's where we've got to have to leave it. Yeah, I mean, I just course. don't know where the time goes. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Does, yeah. Never mind. I think we can accommodate the extra five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It's not worth cutting, that's for no, sure. No, no. It's worth listening to. God so here we you. are again, people. We're going to say bye-bye for now. Yeah. And this is from, this is, I only said this is from Auntie Iris. I mean, this is family thing. It's just <laughs> getting so close. And goodbye from... Pastor King James. And we'll see you again soon. All right. Bye.